Welcome to the One Learn Podcast. I'm your host, Francis Tapon. In this episode, I talk about the previous episode, which was all about a hunter named Brittany who shot a leopard and posted a photo about it. Well, she didn't publicly post it. Anyway, listen to that episode. You'll understand what it's all about. I have my wife in this episode, and we debate and discuss a lot of the feedback. We got over 200 comments about that one episode. And so it gets really deep and heavy. Uh, we talk about for 40 minutes. This episode, in fact, all our podcasts are sponsored by Health Access Sumbawa. In 2014, Jack Kennedy founded this nonprofit that is helping bring malaria control and health care to remote impoverished communities. It started on the remote island of Sumbawa in Indonesia, and now it's all over the world. Go visit their website, healthaccesssumbawa.org. This is also brought to you by Kathy Kennedy, who's made this all happen. She's one of my patrons. I appreciate her a lot. Thank you so much and enjoy this podcast. Welcome everybody to the Wonder Learn podcast or the live stream. This is actually for my patrons uh, for Patreon and I'm here with Rejoice. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing good. <laughs> She's very soft talking. Anyway, so um, the whole point of this is that there was a post that I made recently on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, and it got a lot of attention. And I just want to talk to my patrons as well as anybody else who cares to listen about what is the meaning behind that post. The thing that kind of struck me is that people have a tendency to just look at the photo. They don't actually read any text and see any video. There's, we've always heard about the echo chamber effect, and this is clearly showing that because when people see something they just don't like, I don't want to hear about it. I'm going to, you know, say bad, you know, things about it, even though in the text it explains something more profound or in the podcast it explains something more profound. People just won't even give you a chance. And that was the thing that was a bit frustrating, I think, for me uh, in hearing that. I will get to one of my first comments uh, from the patrons. But uh, Rejoice, do you want to say something? Yes. So the, the picture... I listen to the podcast, but I look at the picture first. Just after looking at the picture, I formed my opinion. <laughs> Which a lot of people did. <laughs> Which is like, he, there is, n uh, anyway, for me, oh, killing an animal or anything, taking a life doesn't call for smiles and being glorified. It doesn't matter if someone is looking at you, if Instagram will look at the picture or Facebook, it just doesn't matter. It's just what I think, I feel I will do. Like if I kill something, whether I'm alone or with somebody, I just will not be very happy about that thing. Of course, I eat meat, but each time I eat meat, I feel disgusted by myself. I'm trying hard every day to stop eating meat. I was brought up eating meat. And so it's difficult for me to just come here and just in a week or one month stop eating meat. But it's not like I really am glorified whenever I eat meat or I, I'm taking the chicken I'm eating. I'm like, wow, that's so great that that, that chicken is dead and I'm eating it. I don't. I eat it and then I'm like, oh, why can't I stop myself from eating this meat? Next time I will not eat it. But of course I fail. Next time I eat again. But I don't buy it. I eat it from people's houses when they offer it to me. So, Now, what made you change your mind about eating meat? All the videos I watch, you talk to me about uh, how animal farming in America is very cruel and, uh, and that it is not very healthy for me. So the combination of many things. 
I think that uh, it was a video, and uh, I showed you a couple of videos about how factory farming works. Yes. Uh, just a little bit of background about myself. Uh, when I was 20 or so, about 20 in college, that's when I started to become vegetarian. I never until this day was a full-time perfect vegetarian. I'm what I call a freegan, not a vegan, but a freegan. A freegan means basically when it's free, I'll eat anything. In other words, when you go to a wedding party and they're serving all sorts of whatever food that they're serving, I'll eat the food. If I go to somebody's house, I'm not going to offend the, the host and say, sorry, you know, I can't eat pork. I'm just not going to you know, make vegetables just for me, even though I'm the only guy in this whole table of 10 people who want that. So I just don't want to do that. And finally, there's a cultural element. I feel like it's stupid to go to Japan and not have sushi because that's part of what Japan is all about. It's part of the experience. If you go to your village... You know, what is the typical food? Isn't it what? Meat? meat? It's cow, right? Yeah, cow. You cannot live without drinking milk, without eating the meat from the cow, chickens, goat. So this is what we do. Right. Yeah. So it's it's fundamentally tied to the culture and, and food is very tied to culture. So I feel like when I travel, I want to partake in that culture, or at least get a glimpse. That doesn't mean I need to, when I go to Argentina, eat a steak every day because even though steak is their national cuisine I don't need to do that every single day but I just want to try it once maybe twice or whatever and certainly when I'm at somebody's house but when it's on my dime when I'm at home or whatever or when I'm traveling and I see a menu of choices then I almost always pick the vegan option if that's not available a vegetarian option and uh, unless you know that's basically my philosophy so I don't call myself a vegan but I like to be a vegan basically but I, I'm imperfect but what stunned me about this photo is just showing how much of a disconnect there is between our food and uh, how we get that food. <laughs> In other words, so many people got very riled up about this photo of this woman carrying, holding a dead leopard in her hand. and But she's smiling. <laughs> she's smiling, but rejoice when you or many other people, they'll show pictures on Instagram. Hey, look at me with my nice hamburger that I got. I made it myself. Ah, it's delicious. That was then. That was then. Not I'm now. just I'm just saying that many people, in fact, there's this one guy on my Facebook. He basically made that point, which is like, I'm, I don't like the fact that she's gloating and that she's making this big, you know, scene about this thing. And I'm like, I went to his profile and guess what I found? I found all sorts of photos of him around bacon, around all sorts of, you know, you know sliced uh, uh, fish and that kind of stuff. And he's cooking it and he's got this big smile and he's happy about this thing. Right. Okay. And, and, and I'm like, well, gee whiz, you know, you've got this slab of an animal and you are celebrating and happy and glorifying this dead piece of meat. He and and for him, he's not discon he's disconnected that that could that was once a chicken. He didn't kill it. He didn't see he, anyone who killed even it. worse. He paid somebody to kill it. <laughs> he didn't go to the slaughterhouse and say, "Kill this chicken," and here's my dollar. Oh, okay. whether he was there or not, this chicken will still be killed, and they will still be in the market. No, that's not true. Rejoice! It's not going to be. If nobody buys chicken, there will be no chicken in the market. Well, there's Simple. never going to be nobody who buys chicken. There's always going to be somebody who buys chicken. No, not if the society changes, and okay. and we have evolved in certain things. No, that, that you know, certain cuisine and certain taste have evolved maybe hundreds of years ago we were more likely to eat dog but we're just not into dog anymore and you know even it's one of the comments there is that you know dog eating is, is declined in china it used to be more popular it's less popular now it's so 
Anyway, the well, uh, eating chickens and bacons and fish will not go away during our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, I've got uh, Tammy Way, who's on the. Uh, uh, I just noticed the the comment section going <laughs> up there. Um, now she says she didn't kill the leopard to eat, and that's correct. I I'm not 100 percent sure about that, Tammy. I don't know if she didn't. I would guess that she probably had some of it. She certainly didn't cart away the whole leopard. It's too expensive. She was in Namibia and to put that thing on a refrigerated container and send it all the way to America so that she could put it in her freezer. I really don't think she put that expense uh, in, into, she went through that expense. But I, I, I do know for a fact that almost all the meat, is meat ever wasted in Africa, Rejoice? No. Say that again? Nope. Never. <laughs> They never wait. I mean, they don't even almost waste any food, period. But meat, my goodness, that is like gold in Africa. And so you're never going to throw away a meat, whether it's a hippo meat, elephant meat. And so this is another misconception I, I picked up on a lot of people talking about this thing is that they didn't realize that, yes, people do eat hippos. And I talked to this guy who makes hippo sausage. He mixes hippo sausage with, I think, cow sausage or whatever, and somehow makes this delicious, as he calls it, delicious sausage. Um, and so she may not have killed that leopard for her hundred percent conception, but she definitely uh, donated or maybe sold, probably more likely donated that meat to the local villages around the, and, 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 and how would your village, how, how would your village rejoice, react if somebody just donated them an elephant to go eat? They will be very happy. They would be very happy. Yes. And they would consume it. And they, everything. With the last bit. <laughs> the last bit. Yeah. That's right. So this notion that just because I don't eat hippo or just because you don't eat a lion doesn't mean that nobody eats it. And that doesn't mean that it's going to be discarded. And so most of the animals that are killed, not most, almost 99% of the animals that are killed in Africa are consumed by the local villagers at the minimum. And certainly by the hunters themselves, they'll go back, they'll cut, a, they'll cut a leg off or whatever, and they'll fry that up with garlic, onions, and who knows what, and they'll eat that. And I know a lot of hunters who do that. So um, it's not my cup of tea, but somebody does that. So let's go to, speaking of one of the patrons, uh, this is again dedicated to them. Uh, here's, let's look at uh, one of her comments. She says, okay, I'm, basically she says, I'm not mad about what Brittany, that hunter, did about killing the leopard. I'm just annoyed at the obvious privilege afforded to her. The same way I get annoyed when pop culture royalty pisses away $100,000 on a party for a one-year-old. And, 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 and other people said that. They basically said, you know, this is such a waste of money. Now, the problem with that is that there's a lot of things we do that waste money. Monster trucks, is a complete waste of money. We're just throwing out CO2 in the air for the, seeing these big trucks go around. People spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, pimping out their monster truck and doing that. Um, people will have uh, contests of how many hot dogs you can eat. It's a complete, and then they go up and vomit later. And those hot dogs were what? They were animals once. And so, and on and on, we waste money uh, watching things, doing things, sporting events. It's, it's insane. We go to weddings, $30,000 uh, on a wedding. Uh, it, all these things are wastes of money. So I don't have an issue that if somebody wants to spend their money hunting, let's say a week to kill a chicken 
okay, let them do that. Why not? I don't, you know, that's, that's their thing. Uh, it's not my thing, but, and instead of a chicken, it's a leopard. Okay. So what, you know, like all of a sudden, but the leopard actually lived, uh, this is another thing that drives me crazy. That leopard lived a, a normal life, if you will, um, versus these chickens who are factory farms. They live without light. They live in, in terrible conditions and it's cruel. They're all the way to their very death. Um, and the way they suffer, you saw them in these far, in these farming videos. Most of the time, or, or, or if you're a herbivore in the wild, if you're an impala and you get hit by a lion and you will eventually die by a lion, it's not like you're an old impala and you're going to be going there as an old, you know, like, and walking at a slow pace and no lion is going to let, no, a hyena is going to jump on you. Somebody's going to jump on you. And it's brutal to die getting eaten alive. It's much better that a high caliber rifle, boom, shoots you and you're dead, gone, done. So is that saying like, yeah, it's like the hunting is all right, <laughs> what that woman did or what all the people are doing. And that's the yeah, thing. And she also said, excuse me, yeah. She, I think in the podcast, I don't remember very well, she's like, uh, the, she paid for 40000 to also the money will help the village. She said that. She said part of it. She didn't. Part of yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, basically $40,000 is going to go to the outfitter, going to the, the guides, going to the government. It's basically like a tax revenue. It's, it's, it's money for the government. And yeah. she's not saying that all of it's going to the village or even most of it. In fact, a very small percentage of that $40,000 is going to the village. Um, but whether it's $1,000 going to the village, $1,000, as you know, in, in Cameroon, how far does $1,000 go? If you dump $1,000 in 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 your village, would they be happy? Well, we would be very happy. Very happy. I, I'm just saying, like, if she just want to help, uh, like, the village, uh, why not? Why kill? Why kill something before you give money to the village? If that is her sole goal of, uh, if her goal is to help African ah, villages yeah. or whatever, yeah, yeah. why not just like go and do some volunteer work and teach in the school English language or ha- teach how to read people, teach people how to read? Why do you have to kill uh, something that beautiful to just because you want to help the villagers? There's so many ways that she can help the villagers. Right. But again, it goes back to all the frivolous ways that we spend money. We spend money on all sorts of stupid shit all the mm-hmm. time. And, and we're, we're spending money on weddings. We're spending money on, uh, on you know, people have a $100,000 wedding or $50,000 wedding or even a $10,000 wedding. It's a lot of money that could go and you could take that same $10,000 and spend it in Africa and, and help all sorts of things. We, we buy fancy cars that cost, you know, like a Tesla that costs $60,000. You could drive around in a little Honda used and spend $10,000 and take the $50,000 that you saved and give it away to charity. I mean, instead of having a meat diet and chickens and stuff like that and fish, which is expensive, it's much better to eat a, 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 a plant-based diet, which is much cheaper and you can take that money that you save and donate it to better causes. There's so this argument that that she quote unquote wasted her money. I understand it's not the way I like to spend money, but there's a lot of people wasting their money. It's not me to judge that. Okay, like well, I wouldn't spend my money. I think it's a waste. Therefore, nobody should do it. Or I'm going to condemn her for wasting her money. Well, I could condemn a lot of people. Like they bought a Learjet. They bought you know whatever. I, I, I didn't say she wasted the money. She's the one who claims that the money is going to help the villagers. It's true, but why only? Ki- why would does she want to help the villagers only through 
to kill him I don't, their animals. I don't think that that is the main point of why she did this. Mm-hmm. I think, in other words, she didn't say, I'm the reason I'm killing this leopard to is to help the villagers. That's okay. not what so she, she says. Just doing it it's the same thing has... like you don't fly to Cameroon in order to help the airline, the people who work for the airline and give them jobs and, you know, help them send their kids to school. The guy who's like doing the the this to the airplane, whatever it is, and the stewardess and the, whatever they're called, flight attendants nowadays. So you don't go to Cameroon in order to help those people, but you are helping them indirectly. So you are giving people a job when you fly on an airplane, uh, all the people who are in the, the process of the chain. When you throw a wedding party and then you spend $30,000, you're giving jobs to all the people who are organizing your wedding, cooking the food, and, and the whole production. Uh, it's not like you're just burning money. So it's, 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 it's helpful. Um, let's... Yeah, well, she get a personal gratification from killing an animal. It doesn't matter if it's a leopard, fly, a lizard, or whatever. I just don't smile or feel very happy when I kill any living thing, whether for food or for, for when a mosquito is making a noise in my ears, I kill it, but you know that's because it bothered me. Right. That's why I kill it. <laughs> By the way, uh, for those who are uh, watching this live, uh, go ahead and an- ask any questions uh, on the chat screen. Um, and, and we are paying attention to it. Um, I'll just bring up a, a few more issues. Uh, I don't want to take uh, too much time. But basically, one point, it says, uh, given a chance, that leopard could have certainly defended itself. She wouldn't even be out there. In other words, the hunter wouldn't even be out there if the field were evened a bit. Um, yes, of course, the leopard would, would trounce that uh, hunter, uh, but it's been a while since human beings have dominated other animals. And it's back in this prehistory, what humans would do is that we would gather around and... Uh, uh, just run around ma- woolly mammoths and drive them off of a cliff, you know, scare them, go, woo, 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 making all sorts of noise. And the woolly mammoth would panic. And we kind of, as a, you know, maybe 20 of us, 20 human beings would run and just kind of encourage these woolly mammoths to then just run off of a cliff. And then we know this because at the bottom of the cliff, we found all sorts of woolly mammoth bones. And that's kind of what they surmised is the way that we killed. So we're, teeny compared to a woolly mammoth, but we certainly used our intelligence as a, an advantage to conquer these great big beasts. And of course, once technology came in, once we had spears and all sorts of other things, we could start conquering other animals um, that previously were were tough to conquer. Um, so your, your brother is saying, hey, sister, do you remember the antelope we killed in Chad? Well, we didn't kill it. The antelope uh, had a... Con- Concussion or the antelope. Say, say it in 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 your in in Hausa. Okay, in like Mustafa, but Mukashi antelope. Dumba antelope. Dumba the gudu. Yai gudu deyo anezuchi enshi yakasa oka gudu yafati zai mutuba. Aiba Mukashi shiva. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, damn it. Mukashi shine. Aiba Mukashi shivoko. <laughs> right. So anyway, well, the point is, is that that antelope that we quote unquote kill, we didn't kill. I was driving the vehicle and there was three antelopes, two babies, I think. Right. And then one mother. Yeah. And then uh, the baby just literally panicked so much and was running so hard that she literally killed herself running too fast. And her heart burst out and 
and she collapsed. And when we went back to go check her out, she was blood was coming out of her mouth. We hadn't touched her. We hadn't run over her. And uh, that was it basically died. And so there was going to just sit there and die and get eaten by flies and animals. Yeah. I, and that was an accident. And my brother asked me, can you tell us how you feel? I feel horrible. You were there. You know, even though the antelope was going to die, if we had left it there, it will die and the birds and the other animal will eat it. I feel horrible that we were driving the car so fast and the antelope was so excited running along the car that it had a had problem and died. And I wasn't happy about that. You know, I wasn't like, oh, yes, an antelope. Yeah. No, I wasn't doing that. We were not happy, all of us. So that's what I'm just trying to say. Even when you kill by accident or because the animal is bothering you like mosquito or whatever, you just don't glorify from taking life of something. You know, that is just the, maybe I'll say the right way to do things in my own head. It's my ideas. Yeah, that antelope. And we eventually, we skinned it, we cooked it. Yeah, we ate it. Yeah. Now, here's another notion that a lot of times people would say is like, uh, you know, these these hunters don't even eat the meat. Well, we've already talked about that earlier in this discussion where we, they actually do eat the meat. They do give it out to the villagers. None of it's wasted. But let's say even if it is, quote unquote, wasted, it's not wasted. When a dead animal falls to the ground and dies or gets killed by whatever, guess who gets to eat it? The wildlife. That includes, if nothing else, the bacteria, the flies, the maggots, the uh, worms, the birds, the vultures, whatever. It's not like it's going to waste. So if somebody shoots a leopard and lets it die there and just does nothing, it's not going to quote unquote waste. The bacteria and all these other creatures, all these other animals are utterly thrilled. Now all of a sudden they've got dinner for a week. So it's nothing is going to waste, folks. Um, anyway, so let's see. Uh, I got another comment saying, I think she's fully aware of what she did and I knew it would be and it would be provocative. I do want to talk about access to food and why people can't always be exclusively vegetarian. This is one of the comments. Um, okay, so I, when I think she, she's referring to the hunter, she's fully aware of what she did and knew it would be pro- provocative. Um, well, I, I know uh, Tammy, who listened to this podcast, I know she listened to it, but just to clarify for those who haven't listened to it, she never expected that photo to go public and certainly not to the extent it is. So I- she wasn't trying to be provocative in herself. The, the SCI, the Safari Club International, asked hunters to submit photos for to their private email to their private server and they would look at it now i don't know if they would probably eventually publish it but probably just publish it amongst hunters themselves not to the general public so go ahead you were going to say something oh i forgot what i wanted to say but you were saying that she didn't do it to be very provocative provocative and she has to send it through the inbox or whatever a good person should always do what is right, whether people are looking at you or people are not looking at you. Just do what is right. You know, and we, this, in this century, many people, let's say 80% of people, we agree that killing, you know, whatever for just having fun, killing, 80% of us agree that it's not right. And so I am with those 80%. Whether we are looking at her or people are not looking at her, what she's doing, according to me and my group, is wrong. And that's it. That's it. Right. But when you (laughs) declare something that's wrong, then your behavior should change. In other words, if you think it's wrong to kill animals, then you should stop eating animals. And a lot of people who made negative comments on the Facebook page 
many of them, and I think most of them, actually also eat meat. There was a few vegans thrown in the crowd there, but the majority of people eat meat. And so that's where I think there's a level of hypocrisy that I just, I push back on. Because again, as I said earlier in this discussion, I'm a vegan most of the time. I'm not perfect, but but when somebody sits there and gets all self-righteous and like, hey, you know, how could you kill an animal? I'm like, well, fuck, you kill an animal every single day. <laughs> well, I know you said I'm a hypocrite because I say killing an animal is wrong. Therefore, I shouldn't eat meat. I'm not saying like I'm very glorious, like eating meat give me a lot of pride. I'm saying is that I eat the meat because I'm always so tempted when I see those meat, they're crispy and juicy. I swear, I would love to resist it if I have a switch in my head that will tell me, don't do it, I will. But I just fell into eating that meat again. Each time I eat a meat, I will tell myself, tomorrow I will not eat it again. And then, of course, I go ahead and eat it, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, so Wakanda forever. Yes, well, Wakanda, <laughs> yeah. that's another, uh, another discussion. Um, <laughs> by the way, uh, regarding Wakanda, we're going a little bit off topic here, but... Um, I wrote an article about Wakanda, uh, about just search for Black Panther and my name, Francis Tapon. It's a very interesting perspective about the movie, the Black Panther movie about Wakanda. And the, the nutshell is that I just don't think that is um, a... There, there, there's a there's a dangerous message in the Black Panther movie. And so go ahead and read that post. I'll not talk about it now because it's a little bit off topic, but you, you might like it. Uh, Nick hers i don't know what that means joseph carlson carlson yeah i don't know what that means nick hers um but the 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 key thing is that what i want to people to leave with is is this idea that in social media we sometimes have a tendency to be in echo chambers we sometimes don't want to listen to people we disagree with and uh, and a lot of people i think judged what i was so disappointed in is all these people just looked at the photo and instantly judged that I supported and I love killing leopards and I'm just like, yeah, I'm celebrating and promoting this hunter and uh, and not even taking the time to A, whoops, uh, A, read what I actually wrote and B, listen to the podcast and then judging. So I'm asking all those people and, and everybody who's listening to this, of course, I'm preaching to the choir because you guys are sitting here trying to listen and have a conversation and and, and that is, I think, the, the key lesson is that I'll, bring the, I'll hit this home, by the way. This is a way to, 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 to really listen. A lot of people I know complain about Fox News, for example. I hate Fox News. Da, 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 da. I've noticed that almost nobody who's ever, who all the people who complain about Fox News never actually listen to it. And then the reason I watched Fox News is that I visit my mom often and she's always watching Fox News. <laughs> and she gets angry after watching And it. she gets angry after watching it, of course, yes. <laughs> oh, those immigrants, god damn it. <laughs> Even though she's an immigrant, she's yeah, from Chile. I am an <laughs> but anyway, um, so, but, but the point is, is that I've watched it enough and I realize, you know what, it's good to listen to other perspectives, other nuance. And I like to watch MSNBC and I like to watch the uh, Al Jazeera. I like to watch uh, RT, which is Russian television. I like to watch, you know, just other perspectives, the uh, BBC, just different perspectives. You don't have to agree with everybody, but you'll at least give them a chance to just listen for a few minutes before deciding this is, you know, right and this is wrong. Yeah, so, Carl Joseph said. yeah, Joseph says, uh, can you shout my friend uh, Nick Gers? Nick Gers. He loves your podcast. Okay, well, thank you, Hello, Nick Jers. A shout out thank to you. Nick Jers. <laughs> and a shout out also to my favorite uh, patrons. Tammy is uh, one of my uh, 
faithful supporters, and I appreciate her. Um, also, Kathy, uh, she has sponsored the podcast uh, consistently um, with her patronage. And, and, and Renee, how about that? Renee Steelman. Yeah. She is, uh, she has, uh, she sponsored a pay, uh, on my Patreon to help us speak in, yeah, in and, Arizona. And Joseph Carlson, thank you for being here. <laughs> yeah, Joseph Carlson, thank you for being here. And, and then, okay, so, uh, well, last few questions here we got from Tammy. It says, do you think that it's okay for people to eat meat if they raise their own food or farmers who specialize in humane methods of farming meat? That's a really good question. Excellent question. So um, one of the reasons I don't really have a big problem with uh, hunters compared to non-hunters who eat meat is that hunters, when they're eating a hamburger, they know exactly what they're doing. They're very conscious that this was an animal. They lived a life. They got killed, slaughtered, skinned, and then sent packed up into a bag and shipped off and whatever. And we bought it at the Safeway grocery store. They're very cognizant of that life cycle. And so I think a farmer who's growing their own food, growing like Africans, they're so much more connected than we are of their food. I remember my Buddhist professor, she, she said, um, she, you know, she wanted to become a vegetarian, but she just loved meat so much. It was really hard for her. It took her many years to finally become a vegetarian because for her, she just saw this slab of meat and she just couldn't see the connection between that meat and a cow. And this is something, so when you're growing, that's one thing that I admire a lot about Africans is that you rejoice, for example, talk about how it is to, to eat a chicken. To, you, you couldn't even slaughter a chicken yourself, right? What would you do? <laughs> no, I'll call the boys outside the house. Whenever you need somebody to kill a chicken, you go outside and call the boys. And of course, you're not going to watch them do it. They would just kill the chicken and give it to you. How do they kill it? They slaughter it with a knife. They take the knife and pray over the animal. You know, they say a prayer and then they in, kill in Islam. It. In Islam. Yeah, I mean, in in, in Arabic yeah, or whatever. Arabic. What do they say? My brother should know, but I know that they say Bismillah, Rahman, Rahim, and then they cut it. Right, and there's a certain way. How do the Muslims slaughter animals? They slaughter it. They don't take off the whole head. They they cut the throat and hold the chicken down until it is dead. They don't like cut it off and it's just a very not very <laughs> and you hear the animal gasping <laughs> as you know right yeah Isn't that right yeah, you yeah. Hear it's, that. it's 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 a kind of a demoralizing aspect but at least people who grow their own food i think they they have that we once actually have a rooster in my house when i was a teenager or, or even younger we had a rooster and uh in the end that rooster died next to the fireplace i remember it was at night he just got old and he just died in my mom's arm. He was just slowing down and just like, and he just died like a, a thing. Oh, but a but we couldn't, yeah, we couldn't uh, slaughter it. And what happened but to it after it died? Did you guys eat it or you buried no, it? No, no, did, we didn't eat it. I think we just buried it. Yeah. So, oh. you know, that, but that's very unusual. I think, you know, but anyway, the, the, getting back to Tammy's question about whether it's okay for people to eat meat if they raise their own food, I find that much more. Again, it goes back to the hunters. You know, to me, it's they're they're much more honest and much more in touch with their food, and so I respect that. I don't. It's not something I would do. I wouldn't raise chickens. I wouldn't raise cows. You want to have a cow? Yeah, I want to have my cows, but not to slaughter and eat them. 
You just like to look at cows. Yeah, and she comes from a culture where cows are super important. So the more cows you have, the better. <laughs> um, and so, um, and then the second thing is, are there farmers who specialize in humane methods of farming meat? Yes and no. So most of this stuff about free range or grass fed or um, uh, organic chicken and all this other stuff, most of it is marketing bullshit. It really is. It is, they've, there are situations where it could be like, say, grass fed, but then they bring the grass into the, in the, to the room where they have no light and they make them eat grass, for example, in the, this self-contained room. And they don't actually go outside and actually chew on grass. Um, it's, uh, they, they might say that they are free range, but free range has a strict definition according to the uh, FDA, the Federal Department of uh, whatever, Food Department, uh, anyway, Agriculture, whatever, FDA. Um, they say that you, they might have, I think, two hours of light. I don't know the exact number, but it's not a, maybe it's one hour. So basically they just take them out one hour, let them run around in a very small outdoor area and then bring them back into these, the factory farm itself. So they may only be, and then that qualifies as being a free ranged chicken. Uh, so again, I don't, don't quote me on any of these specifics but do do research about what it really means and all the loopholes and research it carefully before you're convinced and i think that there are some ethical farms out there but they're very very few and far between and if they are they're very very expensive they're fucking expensive because in order to have a free range chicken a free range you know like a traditional thing like they do in africa you it would be you're going to spend like 20 dollars on a chicken and so most people don't want to spend twenty dollars on a chicken, and that's what drives these prices down. So, yes, I think, you know, I think I, again, if you can find such a farm and you're really convinced and you've done a lot of research, then I think you can eat it and feel okay about yourself. Um, in fact, you can go okay about yourself eating factory farm from McDonald's. It's fine. Do what you want. I'm not judging you, and I'm not saying, oh wow, it's not what I want to do. It's not my preference, but. Do what you do. And that's the other thing is I try not to get all perfect. Like I'm some saint out there and like I'm doing everything right and everybody else is wrong. <laughs> you know, I, I, there's many ways to live in this planet. Okay. So your brother says, oh, yeah. sorry. Uh, sorry. One second. It says, and Francis, I think that's what I didn't get from Brittany. A certain reverence to the process of how we get meat, if that makes any sense. It does make a ton of sense. And in fact, Brittany, because I actually heard her give a speech at the SEI and she said that was her error. Her error was that she didn't give the animal reverence in that photo. And since then, she's been going on a campaign, and that's why she was talking to a bunch of hunters in that room, to telling them, when you guys take your shots, your victory shots next to your trophies and all that stuff, have a bit of reverence. Don't go smiling there and gloating and raise your rifle up in the air and like, yeah, I killed this fucking thing. No. Instead, be there with a bit of reverence and humility. Yeah, well, she's still saying, yeah, let's go and kill the animals, but let's just pretend to be sad. I don't think it's uh, not, maybe it's, it, maybe, maybe it it's preparing. It doesn't change, it know. doesn't make her or the people who do the hunting anything like, like, you know, when we kill those chicken to eat them or the cows in Africa, I have seen these places where they kill these things. Believe me, the peoples with the knife, they sit down there, take time and pray. It's like almost asking the cow, or the chicken to please we're sorry for what we're doing to you but we need you you know we do that but yeah we this is the prayer that my brother said they say allahumma inni nawayetus zabua 
I don't know what it means, but it's an Arabic, it's a prayer in the Quran that you, before you kill the animal, you tell the animal this. You know, it's not like she goes on a campaign and tell people, okay, I just took this picture, it's not a good idea. Next time when you're killing the zebra or whatever, just put up an, an, a very sad face. Do they mean it when they put the sad face? I don't think, you know. They're still going to go out and just keep killing. They will put up a sad face and take a picture for us to see, but they will keep killing. That's the problem here. Right. You know? Well, I mean, in the same way that people might say put a sad face from now on before they eat their McChicken nuggets, yeah, well, they'll put their sad face and say, "Okay, I'm sorry about this, but yeah, I'm gonna, be- I'm gonna, can I have?" Uh, Another order of uh, exactly. pork uh, yeah. rinds or whatever they're called. The best thing we can do maybe is just to stop eating those little creatures. And I hope we arrive to that point sometimes. Yeah, and, and that, that I get, I'll end that with that optimistic note. Listen, in the next 10 years, I'm confident that there's going to be a big revolution in the food industry as a lot of lab-grown meat or uh, it's basically uh, animal-free meat or whatever it's called, basically... We're going to grow animal tissue, animal tissue uh, cells in a laboratory, and it's going to be done in on a massive scale so that the animal doesn't actually live, but, you know, there, there's no slaughtering going on at all. You're just like, say, okay, we're going to build a, I don't know, a chicken breast, and we're just going to grow chicken breast in the laboratory. Now, I know that sounds like Frankenfood and it probably scares the crap out of most of you, but I think that will ultimately become refined and refined over many iterations and eventually people are going to get over their phobia of that and that could actually save the inhumane, cruel, heartless factory farming practices that we do and I'm confident that in the next century we're going to look back at this century and say, God, we were so barbaric back then. Look at how we treated these animals, just in the same way that we enslaved blacks, and we say, wow, they're barbaric, or how we uh, treated women uh, 100 years ago, and, and all sorts of things that we did, that were, or homosexuals, and, and, and we're just going to see the same way when it comes to the way we treated animals. We are going to look in the history books as being cruel and barbaric. And this shooting of this leopard is nothing I think compared to the factory farms because that leopard had a normal life until it got shot and it was by the way an old leopard um, and and old male leopard beyond its prime that doesn't mean we should kill it <laughs> by the way and this is one other last point I keep saying last point but there's one other thing I, I want to mention is that and in the video that I posted on my page sh- shows this it was done by Adam Ru- Ruins Everything a very funny short video that everybody should see but some animals, especially old males, sometimes kill younger males or younger females for yeah. that matter. And so what would you rather have? An old lion who can't repro- cannot reproduce anymore, who's going out there and killing little the cubs, little cubs and kills three or four or five of them. If that wouldn't it be better to just take that old lion out of the gene pool oh, and 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 let those five cubs have a real life and then all of a sudden we get five animals and we lose one old animal who's probably going to die in a year or two anyway we shouldn't be the judge to that type of life it's their life they should take care of it all i'm saying is is that hunting sometimes can actually help increase the number of animals when they kill the ones that 
are killing some of the youngest ones of their species. So it's possible. Um, so anyway. You should be sad if you eat McDonald's. It's disgusting. I agree. That's what says and Tammy. I'm sad when I eat it. <laughs> but it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> On that happy note, have some. Would you like fries with that? Um, so, guys, thanks again for listening. And this is the end of the WanderLearn podcast. To learn more, go to WanderLearn.com and make your comments and your and show your vitriol and show you how offended you are and pissed off. And you're going to unfollow me. And I suck. great have a wonderful day (laughs) bye bye and that concludes this episode of the wander learn podcast where we explore travel technology and transformation if you'd like to see the show notes with links to what we talked about or if you'd like to comment on the show or if you'd like to ask me a question then go to wanderlearn.com and click on the latest episode if you'd like to connect with me just remember f Tapon. That's my first initial and my last name. F Tapon is the username I use on all social media. You can also get to my website by going to ftapon.com. Here's one last reason to remember F Tapon. If you like what I do and want to get rewarded for supporting my projects, then go to patreon.com slash, yep, you guessed it, F Tapon. That's where you can pick up some sweet rewards for as little as $1 a month. And remember, Subscribing to the WanderLearn podcast helps, but downloading each episode helps even more. Please share the podcast, review it, and sign up for my newsletter at wanderlearn.com. This show was edited by Rejoice Tapon. The music was composed by Eric Stratman. This is Francis Tapon, encouraging you to wander and learn.